Welcome to Vincent Price's Laugh. Good evening, LB. Hey, Andrew. It's October. Indeed it is. Last episode, we learned that it was October. <laughs> We're still in October. It's still October, yes. We have three episodes in October, and this is the second one. Number two. You mean number boo? You know what? It, it couldn't do that because it didn't sound right. So it just said doo. Oh, okay. Like, but that's what I was going for. I got it. Yeah, okay. So what are we talking about tonight? We're going to talk about a couple of Halloween specials. Like TV specials. Yeah, kind of. Like broadcast on Halloween night TV specials. Yeah, that kind of thing. All right, what do we got up first? The first one is from Ye old Great Britain. Oh, Cousins, brothers, sisters. Ugly stepfather. I don't know. I know they just got bad teeth. The big book of British smiles. It's called Ghost Watch. On Saturday night, we'll be visiting the most haunted house in Britain. But will the ghosts be there? Can you take it? Ghost Watch, a Screen One special for Halloween. Saturday at 9.25 on One. Well, Andrew, you know how I like ghost stories. Yes, I do. And this is an awesome ghost story. Awesome, you say? Yeah. Well, do tell. It's a Halloween TV special that was aired in 1992 on the BBC. BBC One. I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it. I'm not going to be all, BBC Two, BBC Three, (laughs) BBC Four. Wait, damn it. I just fell for it. (laughs) Mm. Tricked you. All right. Well, Ghost Watch was a live Halloween special that told the story of a mother and her two daughters who were plagued by a poltergeist in their home. Tonight, television is going ghost hunting in an unprecedented scientific experiment we hope to show you for the first time irrefutable proof that ghosts really do exist. And the special goes back and forth from live in the studio to live on location at their house. And there's interviews from their neighbors or people on the street. They follow them around with cameras, you know, like the typical reality TV that we see now. While in the studio, there is a parapsychologist lady who has been studying their case for quite some time. And she's there to both inform the audience about what's going on, but also tell the tale of how she's helping the family cope with what's happening to them. Okay. Throughout the evening, things get stranger and stranger and scarier and scarier. They're accepting live calls from the viewers at home and they tell their own ghost stories or they relate information that they see that's being presented to them that that may be some sort of insightful information about the case that's... Like something that the presenters may have missed or something? Right. So it finally erupts into this weird, almost demonic occurrence both in the home and also in the studio. The lady presenter who's, you know, reporting from the house, mm-hmm. something happens to her and, like, nobody knows what happened to Sarah Green. Hmm. And in the studio, all this stuff just starts exploding. There's crazy screeching noises. The lights are busting and sparks are flying everywhere. And Michael Parkinson, the main presenter, starts speaking in this otherworldly voice. Like, he's saying these weird nursery rhymes and it doesn't make sense and it's just all crazy and you're like what is happening and that's the end or is it turns out it's not because the project itself was all truth as presented to the audience with a call center 
picking up phone calls from live audience, or so-called live audience, because the whole thing was a hoax. Yeah, it was actually fake. Presented by the BBC as a sort of ruse to dupe the audience into thinking that this was a real-life War of the Worlds situation going on, except no aliens, just a ghost named Mr. Pipes. Yep, this was a drama for the series Screen 1, and it was aired in the regular slot that Screen 1 would be on. It was made to seem like live TV, but it was previously recorded. Which is why I bring up the call centers, or really, was it, whatever. Right, right. Because those weren't live phone calls at all. Right. But what about the call center? There was a number that people were calling. Yes, they flashed a number on the screen so that viewers at home could call in. That number was like the general BBC call-in number. And in the 90-minute program, they received over 30,000 calls. Now, most of the calls didn't go through. They got a busy signal. But if you did get through, you would be able to hear a message that says, this is all fictitious. Thanks for calling. Thanks for playing along, basically. Yeah. And they did get the opportunity to share their own ghost stories after that message. So, you know, it was supposed to be all for fun. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't think so. No. A lot of people were traumatized by yes. this. Yes. Yes, very much so. There were instances of, like, a woman went into labor because she was so traumatized. And she wasn't pregnant. That's the weird part about this. She got that scared that she got pregnant from fear. No, that's not that's true. A, that's, okay, that's not true. I, was, <laughs> I tried my own ghost watch just now with that uh-huh. tale and failed. <laughs> All right. There were stories of pets going crazy because, you know, pets can sense the supernatural. <laughs> pets just have these other senses, you know. Yeah. Thanks, Art Bell. <laughs> you know, I've read an interview with the writer. His name is Stephen Volk. He said... I honestly say we never used the word hoax or spoof or, or joking or pulling the wool over their eyes of the audience when we were making this. It was a drama that we were doing in a particular way. Okay. But... War of the Worlds is still a hoax. Yeah. It's not a hoax deliberately to harm people or make people feel dumb, but it is a hoax. It's something that people thought was real. Now, the term hoax typically implies that people are trying to dupe other people. Well, War of the Worlds just tried to make it seem authentic. Right, which is what they said they were doing. That's what we have with all the found footage stuff that we have Uh now. Everything's trying to look authentic so you get more of a thrill out of it. But it's still kind of a hoax. Yeah. The audience reaction was insane. Like, they did not expect it at all. So you take into account, you go see a scary movie. You know what you're getting into most of the time. Even if you don't know what it is and it turns out to be a scary movie, like, you still know that it's a movie. So you can separate yourself from knowing that it's a reality. Yeah. So even if you don't enjoy something scary, you still know that it's not real. Yeah, yeah. This was sprung on the... The home viewing audience. They had no idea. Say, what's this ghost watch? <laughs> hey, put the telly on. Paper says ghost watch is on. Yeah. And it being BBC One, which is the most establishment oriented, most trusted channel of the BBC. Now, if this was Channel 4, maybe the subversiveness of it might be a little more apparent because Channel 4 is the one that's. That has the uh, creative shows on it. You know, just think of like little old grannies like tuning into the BBC One because. Because, you know, this is the time that Screen 1, my favorite drama show, or... Oh, my favorite! 
favorite <laughs> drama show screen one is on yeah i'm gonna put the telly on or Have a cup of tea <laughs> or miss marple or you know something like that like some sort of tame thing and then this ghost watch show comes on and they're watching it and for a while nothing's really happening like maybe it's interesting yeah it's kind of boring actually yeah. uh, i'll be honest i'll be honest right here <laughs> it's kind of boring First 30 minutes of it is just trudgery. You're getting the lay of everything you yeah. have. It's just it. like a normal documentary show. And then, you have a lot of filler moments. Yeah. And then it turns into something a little weird and different. Now, in the middle of it, they present that the whole thing was a hoax. Right. The daughter starts banging on some pipes. Children, come on. No, Sarah, Sarah, stay where you are, please. Sarah, stay there, please. Don't go upstairs. Why? Because we hear that Susanna's got out of bed, but she's not yet she's appeared. She's not, she's not appeared on the landing. And they catch it on camera, and then they confront her, and she's like, well, that's what you guys as the audience wanted. Yeah. And she is feeling the pressure of having to produce this ghost that supposedly constantly haunted them, but he's uh -huh. not playing along, so she's just filling in for him, knocking on the pipes. Right, because obviously whenever you want to show somebody something, it, it, never, it never happens. happens. This has happened many times. Hey, I want to show you this thing on my computer. And you walk into the room and you're like, what? Okay. And I press play and then it lags. Super <laughs> lag. Yeah, it breaks. Why? Nothing performs when you want it to perform. Right. So she starts banging on the walls. That is a subliminal signal to the audience that, hey. It's not even subliminal. It's just overt. Hey, this is fake. <laughs> Except then they pull the rug out from under you after you're like, what? This is fake. Yeah. What? I've been wasting my time uh -huh. and it's just a little girl faking a ghost noise? What? But then there's another twist. So it, it keeps going and yeah, more and more actual ghost stuff presented to us as if it happens. And it's, what? Wait, did I just see what I saw? It's actually clever writing. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So it was written and edited in such a way that they do really offer several clues to tell you that this is not real. Okay. What are those clues? Okay. Well, first of all, the screen one logo was there at the beginning. Secondly, there is a written by credit at the beginning. What? Yeah. When it first comes on, it says Michael Parkinson in Ghostwatch. And then it gives you the other cast members. And then it says by Stephen Volk. Okay. And then it goes into the program. Huh. Okay. When they first go to the live link to the home, there's this big crane shot and it pulls up and you can see there are leaves on the trees. It's, everything's green and luscious and beautiful because you know what? This was filmed in July. July. It's supposed to be October. It's supposed to be Halloween night. Yeah. So there's that. There's very obvious, cheesy, um, like fake studio scenes and sound effects. Like at the end where everything culminates and it, it just explodes into this madness. Yeah. All that stuff is kind of laughable. It's hokey. There's, you know, the wind blowing and the cameras rolling around everywhere. And strobing, I think, maybe. <laughs> right. There's cats screeching which are very obvious sound effects well if you're really paying attention with your ears when they're going under the stairs into what they call the glory hole which is just a subversive joke i think well it's another term for like a cupboard but you know we don't know that as americans no we don't so <laughs> and you hear a big commotion of cats now these cats uh -huh. <laughs> Cat 
cat noise is from a movie called With Nail and I. All right. It's a scene where a guy's just mad at cats, and the cat makes those specific noises. Oh, okay. So they cut the sounds and use those. Okay. Also, there's a magazine called The Radio Times, which is a kind of like TV guide. When they advertised the show, it gave a cast list and advertised it as a drama special. Oh. And one last thing that I want to mention is the continuity announcer. Now, this is the person who talks over the credits of the show that's ending and announces announces what's coming on next like the stay tuned person yeah we used to have that in tv in america a lot but they do that in the bbc all the time still right before this came on the person said screen one is next Ah. But then afterwards, now this is important, they had originally planned to brief this announcer on what the program was so that they could say something to the effect of, oh, this was a Halloween special, how did you guys like it, saying this is a fake show. But that person was never briefed on it. So the announcer just says, you know, and now whatever the next show is that comes on. Which also really contributed to the weirdness of the entire thing because, first First of all, no one knew where Sarah Green was. She may have been killed. Ghost watch, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh that takes me back. Yeah. Pipes. What? Doesn't take him back. Ghost watch. Yes, watch. do you remember There's that? a thing with Sarah Green. Really where they, ill-judged they were, Halloween thing. They, but everyone know. thought that she'd been killed. And there was a poltergeist called Pipes. You don't remember that? Oh, come on, man. No, hang on, this is Sprite. <laughs> it's scary as shit. Michael Aspel and Sarah Green, yeah. and everyone thought she was dead. And yeah. what? And everyone thought, everyone in Britain thought it was real. I remember watching it. I was terrified. <laughs> a ghost called Pipes. Pipes. Yeah. As in, in the, the plural pipes. of pipe. Come yeah. on, Grandad. You must remember that. No. <laughs> No, you sort of you must like have taken breaks between your Latin homework at some time. <laughs> do you know what? I didn't believe it was true. <laughs> but I, obviously, if I'd seen a thing with Sarah Green and a ghost called Pipes, I would have <laughs> shat myself. <laughs> Secondly, Michael Parkinson seemed to be possessed by a demon. And then there's the announcer guy going, and the next show is. Which undercuts the entire thing and makes it seem like it's normal and nobody knows what the hell just happened. So it raised all these questions about who can you trust? If you can't trust the BBC, who Who can can you you trust? And this psychological thing happened with the audience where they started questioning their relationships with science and God and their families, like all this stuff. It just turned the world upside down. And the reaction was fierce. Hmm. There was a program called Bite Back, which was a chat show, something along the lines of uh, Geraldo or Oprah Winfrey. And they had the producers of Ghostwatch come on to sort of defend themselves against the masses. Hello and welcome to Bite Back, the program in which you, the viewer, take the program makers to task. And there are hundreds of you who want to do exactly that following Halloween night when the BBC pretended to investigate the supernatural in Ghostwatch. The switchboard was jammed with complaints, reports that children were terrified, pregnant women had gone into labour and intelligent people felt duped. It's kind of a witch hunt. Hmm. I don't know any of this stuff. What I do know is just that it was a show that I wanted you to see. I I accept that it was fake. I knew that. I just didn't know that it was so culturally impactful. It was very impactful. The BBC had a 10-year ban on this program, did not show it at all. And then later, it started popping up in other places like Canada and BFI put out a DVD of it. And it started gaining some more attention later. And there was a documentary made on it called Ghost Watch Behind the Curtains that celebrates the program and the cultural phenomenon that arose out of it 
There is every year a group of people who watch the program together and it's a live tweeting sort of event. Kind of like how you and I used to watch movies when we lived apart from each other. Yeah, we used to sync up our DVDs. I would buy a DVD and send it to her and I'd have the DVD on my end and we'd sync it up. Sometimes it'd be like seconds off. Yeah. So you'd have overlapping, overlapping dialogue, dialogue just barely. Just barely. Yeah. yeah, that's how we that's how used to watch, to watch movies. movies. Isn't, that, Isn't cute? that cute? And you know, there were some really cool things that came out of this. Like there was a lot of backlash, but as far as a share experience goes there's a lot of creativity that comes out of trauma when you watch scary movies as a kid they can possibly influence you into becoming a creative person and I think that's something that happened with you as an artist hmm. yeah I watched Jaws early on I watched other scary movies early on I tried to anyway parents didn't quite like it but it didn't bother me I think it activates a lot of cool stuff so even though there was this crazy hatred and blaming this program for all these awful things including people committing suicide there's really a lot of good that can come out of these types of programs it's a nice cultural bond it is of course halloween and if you were with us for our ghost watch earlier may i reassure you that it was just a story and all's well here at television center now during this time in the uk we were sort of at the peak of the video nasties if you remember from our evil dead episode in which i presented this thing about video nasties or video nasties Remember, Americans can't quite say it right. That was a moral panic that set in in the UK. Go back and listen to that episode if you don't remember. But in America, we didn't quite have that. What we had was satanic panic. Right. It was a moral panic surrounding all kinds of satanic ritual abuse. The accusation that rock and roll heavy metal bands were promoting satanic lifestyles, promoting murder, mayhem, all in the name of Satan. And this was a very, very big deal. And that around 1987 and 1988, really hit its peak, but overflowed into the 90s as well. Why do I mention this? Because the next story has a little bit to do with some of this moral panic. Ah uh, yes, next up we have the WNUF Halloween special. Don't check your dial, folks. You didn't tune into Transylvania's public access station. No, sir, tonight is Halloween. Halloween is Satan's night, the night of the devil. Reporter Frank Stewart has a special Halloween treat in store for viewers tonight. He'll be leading a group of paranormal experts to the infamous Weber House. Do you know what happened here in the Weber House? Some people got killed. Their son went haywire. Frank Stewart and his team of experts will conduct the first ever live on TV seance. Evil works in mysterious ways, Frank. It's unpredictable. Are there any spirits in the house? It's scary. That, that's far out. That far out. Something strange going on in this house. Animal mutilation, paranormal disturbances, devil worship. Wait, whoa, hold on. This is not stage. Hello? Is this the work of the devil? Folks, we are going where no camera crew has gone before. Father, perform the exorcism. This is not some Halloween prank. The grisly evidence of the supernatural is real. We'll be right back. You're watching the WNUF Halloween Special. Now this one is obviously, when you look at it, looks like a bizarro earth. Everything looks familiar, yet right? not quite. Yeah. It looks like a small town mm -hmm. news presentation, mm -hmm. which leads into a special similar to the one we just talked about, in which a reporter goes into a supposedly haunted house. Mm -hmm. Clergymen with them, with other folks with them, all there to investigate this thing. But intermittent are these commercials 
specials. Yeah. Have you gotten your pumpkin yet? If the answer's no, then you better come down to the pumpkin patch at High Pike Farms. We've got it all. Pumpkins, cider, candy apples, and more. With prices so low, you'll think we're out of our gourds. Come down to High Pike Farms. Check out the Scarecrow Hall of Fame. Take a hayride and pick your very own Halloween pumpkin. High Pike Farms is located at 3327 Mundra Road, right off Route 88 in Kirk County. The pumpkin patch at High Pike Farms. And they're shorter than usual commercials. And they look familiar, but they don't look like national commercials. They look like regional commercials, but every single one of them are regional commercials. Yeah. Which then makes you scratch your head a little bit and go, wait. So this also looks like a bad VHS recording two or three generations old, or like it was recorded off of a static-filled television. You are exactly right with all of that information. This movie was made in 2013 by a director named Chris LaMartina, who has a love affair with VHS, with local programming. Loves the DIY spirit of everything, the anybody-can-do-it nature of public access TV. Yeah, that's what a lot of this felt like. We showed this to some friends of ours. Without letting them know what it was. At all. And one of them was very vocal about what the hell was he watching. Yes. What? Is this real? And he kept questioning throughout the entire thing, eventually understanding that this was, too, indeed, a movie. Yes. Directed with local actors, rough around the edges because of that, showed that it was indeed a production as opposed to just an old VHS copy. Mm-hmm. Which I, I actually thought that was really great that it convinced some of our friends earlier on into the thing enough to just have them constantly scratching their heads. <laughs> Is this real? What? Yeah, yeah. That happened to a lot of people, and uh, the director, he believes that it's pretty easy to tell that it's fake. He says within the first few minutes, you should realize that it's not real at all. But well, yes, for me, that's what it was. Right, right. And I think for you, that's what it was. But it is very authentic. The local news anchors at the beginning of the story, their dialogue with each other, they have it down pat to how anchors usually have that stupid, corny banter with each other. You know, I, I think I'm going to stay in, grab a flashlight, and read scary stories to my kids. Oh. What about you, Deb? Oh, I'll probably just stay in and play with my cats. <laughs> you know, I hope they're not uh, scaredy cats. Oh, Gavin. <laughs> now, in my area, when I grew up, it was Southern California. So we just got Southern California news, which is, I guess, higher budget stuff. And uh, they're... You got that they, Hollywood news. Yeah, not exactly Hollywood, but we did... Actually, a lot of them are in movies. A lot of those anchors end up being used on their downtime in movies to be anchors in movies. Right, okay. That's how professional they are and how on they always are. It would never seemed too hokey. You never had that small town sort of thing, but, but you're from a small town. Yeah, it's completely different in middle America. It's so totally, I don't want to say unprofessional because I mean, this is the profession, but it's so corny most of the time. Like they don't care. Small town charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The commercials part of it is so exactly the same. Like, it takes you back to being in the 1990s or the 1980s. Yeah, I feel like he dated this incorrectly. I honestly feel like it was 1990 to 1991. Not 87. Not 87. Maybe could get away with 89. But I really was like, oh, no, because I so remember... The, the fashions of mm. 19... 
91. And it seems more like that to you? Yes, indeedy. Okay. Those years kind of blur together to me anyway, because I'm was i a little bit younger than you. But that's my only real major gripe, is just the year felt just uh, okay. a couple years off. What I really liked about it, in the usage of commercials anyway, is it, it is totally a throwback to how you used to watch TV, and the commercials are terrible and annoying, and you can't fast forward through them or skip them or anything and he purposely put the same commercials repeating like I think it's that that carpet commercial that's in yeah, there like three yeah. or four times yeah. so where he you're would... like Ugh. come on now Phil's Coffee Warehouse we got floor rugs bathroom rugs shag rugs oriental rugs whatever you need we got it when are you gonna do something about that old carpet here we are coming up on the holidays family coming over how can you let it go any longer no excuse for that especially when my prices are so so low and get this $7.99 installed with padding you cannot beat Anywhere, I guarantee it. Plenty of time to get it done for the holidays. Get this, your first payout will not come until next spring. Trust me, Phil, you're gonna love it when you get on low, low bill. Yeah, he would repeat <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Some new commercials would come up, and then in the middle of that would be an older commercial from yeah. earlier. Mix things up that way. Yeah. So I mean, that was perfect. Yeah. I don't know. It's a dead thing. It really much. is. But what about the story? Ah, the story. So you mentioned Satanic Panic. Yes. There is an interview on the actual news broadcast portion of this with some religious fundamentalists who think Halloween is like the worst thing that people can participate in. Monsters? Demons? Witches? These things should not be celebrated. They should be cast out. Destroyed. And then later on, we get to the Halloween special portion, which is a reporter live at the town's most famous haunted house, the Murder House. Right. He's kind of ornery. Yeah. He's got a mustache. He's tall. He reminds me of, years later, he's that SNL character who Bill Hader plays, who just thumps oh. the microphone in front <laughs> of people's faces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just really crotchety and ornery, and all he wants to do is die. Well, there you have it. The Ruskies have a monkey in outer space. So that's lights out for Uncle Sam. Back to you, Chuck. No, Herb! Oh, right, yeah. Now, this is the guy 40 years prior. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's funny. He was a little bit based on Geraldo. Geraldo Rivera. Yes. Yeah, Geraldo had all those specials back in the 80s about satanic panic. Whether a Satan exists is a matter of belief. But we are certain that Satanism exists. To some, it's a religion. To others, it's the practice of evil in the devil's name. It exists and it's flourishing. This is not a Halloween fable. This is a real-life horror story. And it will give small children bad dreams. Right. One on the election year, 1988. Uh -huh. Yes. It's a really long one. Like, imagine that with commercial breaks. Hey, creeps. Do you want to hear horrifying tales of vampires, zombies, werewolves, and more? Then pick up your phone and dial the premier horror hotline, 1-900-MONSTER. Talk directly to demons so scary you'll be dying for more. Under 18, we'll get your parents' permission before calling. $2 for the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute, 1-900-MONSTER. Dial in and freak out. Oh, yeah, that would have been terrible. Because we watched it without commercial Yeah, it's breaks. an hour and a half by itself. Where he talks to cult investigators and... Michael Aquino. And Zena LaVey, who's Anton LaVey's daughter, who... She and Dr. Aquino were representatives from the Church of Satan and the Temple of Set. 
Which is a which is a Church of Satan offshoot. And they go back and forth. Has Satanism warped the minds of the youth of America into being murderers and uh, molesters? And, and it's really interesting. It's actually very fascinating to me. It is, but I find it to be incredibly irresponsible of Geraldo because he presents all of the fears as fact-based fears. True. And then he tries to do the responsible thing knowing that what he just said was really incendiary and accusatory. Yeah, that's right. He then says, You are innocent until proven guilty. You were never charged in this case. I don't want to belabor the point. I have seen, however, the affidavits for he the search warrant of your home. really irresponsible and, and for the average scared parent at the time who's being inundated constantly on news with daily shows about the satanic panic stuff, about their children possibly mm -hmm. being molested at daycares. They're not going to be listening to reason so much. They're going to be listening to those buzzwords. And it preys on ignorance, really. Right. And he was kind of pushy at certain times. Right. Just like the reporter Frank in the WNUF Halloween special. Yeah. He's, he gets, that's why I said he's ornery. Right. The question was that I've been asking everyone here uh, for a while is, do you, okay, do you believe in, try to focus here, do you believe in ghosts? Now, the gimmick to this show is they are going to be in this murder house, sort of in the same way the Amityville Horror House has that possessing the young man to kill his family right. thing. This reporter is leading his news crew and a couple of special guests with him into this house. They're going to spend the night and they're going to have a live seance conducted by a couple of local psychics who are not unlike Ed and Lorraine Warren. Andrew does not like the Warren. No. Lovely people. Exploiters of people's pain for their gain. There are a few others. Sylvia Brown, mm -hmm. Jonathan Edwards, mm -hmm. all the same. I do not like any of them, and I think that these movies being made out of their stories are legends, at best, lies 100%. Mm, you think they're charlatans? Yes, I do. Enough to put food on their table and get mm. them movie deals, book deals. <laughs> yeah, I um, tend to agree with you, although I think I appreciate the stories more than you do because I take them for face value of just being stories. I don't necessarily believe that everything that people like the Warrens say is true true and beyond the shadow of a doubt and all that, I don't. You know, it's not on me to prove that it's true. It's not on you to prove that it's true. It's on them. And they've never been able to produce truth. It's all anecdotal. Yeah. So the WNUF crew have the live seance and after that, things just go nuts. Crazy go nuts! In the house. The live seance portion was actually influenced by a real radio broadcast in Baltimore where they, on Halloween night, had a live seance where people could call in and ask questions for the ghosts at the Edgar Allan Poe house. Huh. As far as I can tell, and also the director of the WNUF Halloween special, that broadcast is not really available anywhere. Now, the movie ends in a way that you wouldn't expect it to end, really. True. Which we won't get into yeah. because we really want you guys to go see Right, it. and I don't know if I like that turn, but I'm not going to talk about it what that turn is. But I like how this entire film is presented. And I like showing it to people who have never seen it before. Because it's really fun watching them try to figure if this is real or not. In a way, like the Blair Witch a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> that had a viral campaign that started online yeah. with a website. Mm -hmm. Not expressly saying based on a true story or anything, but saying this 
footage was found here. It is by these three people. Yeah. And they have gone missing. And this is the little bit of information we have on the website. Apparently, these guys did something similar. Right. There was a whisper campaign around this film. Not a website itself, but something a bit more... Because of the nature of the film, because it's that old VHS thing, and it it really was a multi-generational copy of their original tape that gave it that authentic bootleg feel. And the way that they distributed the film first was the director and his producers and writers went to various VHS conventions in their area and they would drop the tape off like some random place like in the restroom or just on a table in the lobby or or something like that. And all it said was WNUF Halloween special like just written on it. Like you would an old tape that you had like you recorded from your TV you know Miami Vice or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they would just be driving down the road and just leave one on the sidewalk or something. Just, right, just okay. random places. Hoping that it would garner some sort of buzz. People would be like, what is this? Like, this is... I just found a videotape. Yeah. This is this WNUF Halloween special. I watched it. Is this real? Yeah, exactly. Eventually, it caught on. Hmm. Well, I only caught wind of it when it was a buzz on the internet. Right. I want to say that it went to a few film festivals. Most likely that or shown at conventions. Yeah. So LB, do you like these movies? Do you suggest people watch these movies? Yes, I do. Ghost Watch, I think, is really cool. I really like ghost stories. You know that about me. You guys yes. probably are starting to tell that about me, that I really like ghost stories. So Ghost Watch being based on the infield poltergeist, uh, I think that is really cool. There's some really, really creepy moments in Ghost Watch that have to do with like technical stuff. And I'm not talking about the hokey studio explosion. I think. Oh, right, right, right. Stuff like the old uh, security camera trick. Oh, you, the loop. You, yeah, you think you're watching live footage but you're not like right, right. stuff like that it's like really creepy to me and there's that the room under the stairs and you know like it's very effective at times we had our own moment like this when our cat got out and i set up an ipad and a laptop which both had cameras to monitor our porch area to see if the cat was coming near the house if the cat was eating and i kept looking at the thing there was nothing there mm-hmm. it was a live feed it was nothing there it was nothing there was nothing there then you got up went to the kitchen and you peeked outside and all the food was gone yep and i'm staring at my ipad going but but it's right there but the food's right there it's right there but the but the food's well turns out that the laptop froze yeah that's what that reminded me right 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 I appreciated that. Yeah. I laughed. Yeah. So Ghost Watch is really cool and you should watch it. The WNUF special also really cool and I think you should watch it. The best thing about it is the authenticity. Not so much with the actual Halloween special of it, like the reporter going to the house because I don't really see a reporter being so gruff as this guy is in this special. He just seemed like he didn't want to do it. What I like about it is the realness of all of it. The local news, the commercials, all that stuff. Amazing. And the wear and tear of the VHS presentation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think they're both pretty good to watch maybe one time, but I've seen WNUF like three times now. So I don't know, maybe watch it three times. <laughs> 
So I think that's about all we have to say about WNUF Halloween special and BBC One special Ghost Watch. Yeah, it's a mouthful. So if you like what we're doing here with Vincent Price's Laugh, you can check us out on most, I think, maybe not Friendster, maybe not MySpace, but most social networking sites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just look up Vincent Price's Laugh. Yeah, on Twitter, we are at Vincent Price, LOL. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you guys are enjoying October as much as we are. And stay tuned because we're going to have a special Halloween episode actually on Halloween. Wow. So until then, good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Ouch My Ego. Visit OuchMyEgo.com. I put the telly on.